I think at the end of the day, the opportunity here not to be missed is to really leverage your courageous leadership for kids. Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to this edition of Future Ready's podcast, Leading Through Unprecedented Times. So excited to have Dr. Jenny McGowan here. Jenny, I have seen your work. I've seen you with your staff. You lead Klein, an incredible school district in Texas. It is such an honor to have you here today. Can you um, take a moment and just introduce yourself? Yes, well, thank you so much, Tom, and it is a joy that we've been able to partner together in some work and uh, just re really respect you and appreciate this opportunity. I am so thankful that I get to serve every day as the superintendent in Klein ISD. We're a district of over 54,000 students. We have over 7,000 employees, and there are about a quarter of a million people living within the boundaries of our school district. So this is a wonderful place uh, to have a lot of opportunity to do a lot of good things for kids and for our community. Absolutely. And I love the, the pride you always exude when you talk about your staff and I've seen it in person and you truly are proud to lead such a large community in that regard, but a large community, lots of opportunity there too. So Jenny, let me ask you this, you know, at the end of last school year, um, so much uncertainty, you know, we asked teachers to really transform what they did overnight and really they did it and found a way to rise for kids. What are some lessons that you learned, you know, through COVID-19, we're still in the midst of the pandemic, but as you closed last school year, just things that were on your mind, things that maybe you didn't anticipate, just some lessons learned really at the end of last year. Yeah, so every challenge brings a great opportunity, right? And I think that certainly the challenges that were presented from setting up a virtual school district overnight for the number of students that we serve and uh, just trying to make sure that we provided a really excellent and equitable learning experience for students um, was, was definitely no easy task. Uh, but I think that some of the best lessons that have come out of this moment are really about things that we always know to be true. Like one of the things that we've talked a lot about on our team is how engagement really does begin with empathy. And that's true for students, that's true for families, that's true for our community, for, for our teachers, that if you really wanna engage people, no matter what the context is, whether you're engaging people virtually or trying to engage them in a more traditional setting, that starting from a place of empathy is a really, really powerful place for good things to grow. And so as we had to navigate all the different challenges that came with keeping our students fed, uh, making sure, of course, that their academic um, needs were met, thinking about how to meet their socio-emotional needs, that was the thing that we just kept coming back to. Is like, if you really want to engage people, you've got to be empathetic about what people are going through, how they may be experiencing things, you've got to recognize that how they're experiencing it may not be how you're experiencing it it um, and that if we can go back to that simple truth no matter what particular challenge we're navigating we'll probably make better progress and deeper progress um, if we start with a lot of empathy for the people we serve yeah, I love that leading with that empathy lens for sure. You know, when we look at some of the things, some of the concerns I've heard from parents or we see online or articles out there, concerns around this idea about learning loss. You know, we, at Future Ready, we're so in tune with the whole child and looking, it's not just about data points or test scores, but when we look at the last maybe third of the school year, quarter of the school year that have really been affected, what are you doing and inclined to really look at any of those gaps, any of those achievement opportunity gaps to make sure as we look forward, kids really have what they need. So how are you evaluating kind of that learning loss based on a year where there was a lot of unknowns and a lot of things that we just did differently? 
Absolutely. So of course, you know, we're doing all the, the things that I expect most people are doing across the country, which is adjusting our scope and sequence for our curriculum, you know, really thinking about what is essential that students are able to master that they know and are able to do in order to continue making progress on their learning path. Um, so that that that's some, some of the, you know, behind the scenes work that's happening right now as we prepare for the next school year. But in addition to that, you know, keeping safety and the health and wellness of our employees and our students and their families families in mind, we're trying to think about what are some of the step-up opportunities that we can create for students prior to the start of the school year to be able to engage with them, to be able to assess, uh, particularly our students who we knew were already uh, behind before COVID-19 or already struggling and had different gaps, what are some of the opportunities we can create to, to start to address those things? Uh, as well as to assess them because although we did have different checkpoints through our at-home learning experience, there's, there's nothing like being able to really be with a student uh, and to, to engage with them, to have conversation and dialogue around their learning, to figure out what they, what they really have a good ownership and grasp of and what they are going to need a lot of support with in order to keep them progressing in their path. Yeah, well said. You know, and as we look towards next year, there's so much uncertainty. You know, at the time of this recording, states have given kind of minimal guidance in terms of what those expectations will be. But certainly as a superintendent, you're starting to think through some of the what ifs. You're starting to, to look at a handful of pieces because we don't really know which direction we're going to have to go at this point. What are some of those what ifs? What are some of the things you're looking at as you look towards next year um, when we open? Absolutely. So we are deeply engaged in the work of planning for multiple scenarios because we know that this is a very unpredictable situation in a district our size. It's very possible next year that we could even have multiple scenarios for learning happening all at the same time. And so uh, in terms of, you know, bringing people together around that work, that is definitely well underway. But one of the things that we asked early on in the design process is, what do we want to be true no matter what scenario our students are learning in next year to try to center on the idea that yes circumstances are going to change state guidance may change we may get different recommendations one day from this group and a, another set of recommendations uh, from a different group the next day and so we really landed on three core components of every scenario uh, one of them is of course around health and wellness making sure that we think deeply about what it means to keep our people physically and emotionally well as we go through these times. We uh, have centered in on having an excellent and equitable learning experience for our students. Um, and so being very clear about what is essential and allowing students to move through you know, a competency-based progression on the journey, uh, but not just academically, also in a lot of the things that bring students joy at school, like their extracurriculars. So making sure it's excellent and equitable learning experience, no matter what scenario we're in. And then just, of course, safe and uh, safe operations and systems that no matter what scenario we're in, we're going to continue to prioritize the safety of our kids, our families, and our employees uh, in our community. So that's really helped us is to think about, yes, there's lots of different scenarios to be planned and thought through, but if we can really anchor on what we want to be true and what we commit to be true no matter what that's a great uh, foundation to build on yeah absolutely is and so well said there and just such such massive things and as listeners are listening to the to the podcast here I'm hoping I hope they appreciate just the amount of things and the volume of things that superintendents and other leaders have on their plate that they're really trying to wrestle with so many what ifs and as you said maybe even multiple what ifs in the same scenario that we could look towards this fall so so kudos to that I have no doubt you'll lead the way there let me ask you this though. one of the things I've really respected about you and seeing you with your staff and watching you with the leaders that you 
that you serve. You know, I, I recognize the value you have in people and the, the value that you have for your teachers and supporting them in all of this is so vital. And so talking about professional learning, what does that look like over the past couple of months? Has that shifted? What do you anticipate moving forward and how we can support teachers in all of this work? Absolutely. So as we were building our at-home learning experience for our students, one of the things we knew was an absolute prerequisite was providing support for our employees and particularly our teachers. You know, we're very fortunate. Um, as you know, we have a lot of folks in the district who have already been investing very deeply in digital learning and see that as a, a key lever that they can pull when they're personalizing learning for students. And we also have teachers that bring unbelievable talents and skills to the table every day, but having to teach in a virtual environment was not something they were prepared to transfer into so rapidly. And so one of the first things we did was really set up quality online professional learning experiences for our teachers and, and really for all of our staff. So they knew even just how to have a, a Zoom meeting, you know, when you're always able to just walk down the hall or drive to a building, you may not have had to learn to use these things. And so that was uh, something I was really proud of is just the spirit of we call it being a forever learner in Klein ISD, but the way that our employees were forever learners trying to hone their craft and pivot so rapidly was amazing. Uh, and then I think as we, this summer, we're continuing in a virtual uh, format, which has been a lot of fun, transforming huge as you've been to like our Reimagine Learning Summit, where we have all of our educators across the district learning in multiple locations. So that will be all online this year. Uh, we're have a huge leadership this retreat, retreat this this week that's all online and so continuing there uh, but then as we think about a scenario in the future where we will be making tremendous improvements to the at-home learning experience we created in an emergency if we end up having to have a distance learning uh, scenario in play we're thinking about what are all the ongoing supports that we need to make sure that we provide our teachers and our staff so that they can have that personal efficacy that they can do this that transfers to their students so that they believe yes we can do this together yeah so Jenny one of the words that you've said multiple times equity or equitable and I know that's core to your work I know that's something that I've heard you say many many times over it's core to our work at future ready schools and so how are you prioritizing our most at-risk students our most marginalized groups especially in the midst of a pandemic you know looking forward how do we keep those groups at the forefront Absolutely. Well, we try to keep those groups at the forefront every single day. You know, we right at the heart of our mission in Klein ISD, we talk about equity as knowing every student by name, strength, and need, and then leveraging all of our collective resources to be able to build on their strengths and to be able to address their needs. So we're building on that foundation. What I will say is when we think about equity in practice, not just on paper, we're thinking about how do we make sure that every child and family, because and, you know, as we continue to plan for the future, to remember that families have always been a critical partner for our students and their education, but when you're learning at home in some of these scenarios, that becomes an even more critical partnership, as you and I both know, having school-aged children uh, to be able to support them. So we're working through how do we make sure that they all have the resources they need to find their, what we call, uh, purpose in the district, you know, building on their promise. Uh, it goes everything from making sure that, um, 
we continue to put our, our folks that are very skilled at getting more than expected growth outcomes with students, with our students who need more than expected growth. Uh, just simple things like that that are part of our regular practice, uh, making sure that we uh, get, get, do all the practical things like expanding our Wi-Fi reach, making sure that students have devices. Um, but more than anything, what we're excited about is the opportunity to actually be back in some form full time in the 2021 school year so that we can get a really good gauge on where students uh, are struggling and then do what educators always do, which is enter in to try to fill those gaps and to again leverage the strengths that every student bring to the table while also making sure that we're you know, just working like crazy people to try to help folks catch up and the things they need to catch up on. Yeah, and I'll reiterate the shout out to parents and all the parents and grandparents and all the different folks from different family structures that have supported students over the last number of months and, and always do too. But I think we've, we've really gained an additional appreciation for that during these months, that's for sure. You know, Jenny, I look at you as somebody that's just so humanistic in nature, values people. How do we make sure that relationships and the people side of things remain to all of our decision making and all of our work gosh yeah i think at the end of the day right i mean if we don't honor the humanity in our midst and try to think about again like i said before how people are experiencing things then we have a very difficult time truly meeting their needs you know when we enter into conversations or we enter into spaces with a lot of assumption and bias we miss the opportunity to really understand where somebody is coming from and i don't just mean in conflict i mean like in our day-to-day -day opportunities to build relationships with folks but that's one of the things that I'm so proud of our our team here in Klein ISD I mean from the moment this started before we had anything designed with curriculum before we had anything designed with meal service. I mean, we were working as quickly as we could, but nobody had to say to our teachers and our principals, hey, start reaching out to your kids and make sure they're okay. And nobody had to give some sort of directive about that. You know, that's just who educators are. And so continuing to just honor that, to thank them for that, to say that that's, that's at the top of the list. It's the entry point for every other thing that we do. Um, is just something that we, we talk about Klein family. That's what we mean, that like we're a family and we're gonna take care of one another. And above all else, uh, the kind of community care that I see in Klein ISD is something that brings me so much pride and so much joy every day, even in the difficult times. That's awesome. And I'm proud to say I've seen it firsthand there too, and I, I couldn't agree more. So one final question for you. So there you are, superintendent of a very large district in Texas. Whether I'm a principal in a small rural school building, whether I'm a superintendent of a small or large school or large district like yourself, what's one piece of advice you have for educators as they look towards next year as we march forward, lots of uncertainty and fear still out there. What's one piece of advice you have for them? I think at the end of the day, the opportunity here not to be missed is to really leverage your courageous leadership for kids. You know, I think most people are wired that way in education anyway. They want to do the courageous thing for our students, but there is always the temptation in the midst of so much uncertainty just to gravitate back to the status quo and just to go back to what's comfortable. And so I guess my encouragement to leaders in education right now would be like, be courageous. You know, don't recreate systems that we know historically have driven inequities deeper into the learner's experience. Like use this moment 
with all the challenges that it brings and with all the sleepless nights that are certainly part of our regular experience right now, don't miss the opportunity to re to just re-energize your own personal leadership, but also to recreate those things that we have known for such a long time are not working for every student and continue to be bold and saying that every is going to be, I mean, that's in client I see we talk about every and that's what we mean that we know not just all, not just a big mass of people or students or families, but we know every student by name, strength and need. and we do everything we can to celebrate those strengths and to meet those needs, whatever they look like and wherever they are. So I would say be brave, be courageous, and go forth and do excellent, excellent work for every student in your care. Well, I certainly can't say it any better than that. That's for sure. That's Dr. Jenny McGowan, everybody. Jenny, thank you so much for your time today and keep leading the way. Thank you so much.